You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. I am not a patient man. I don't like to wait around for things. I'm the guy at the red light who is inching back and forth, trying to trip the sensor to make the light go from red to green. I don't even know if that method really works, but nevertheless, I'm the guy that does that. And I don't think I'm the only one who does it. Also, if you have kids or if you've ever been around kids, you simply know that kids don't like to wait. We are not hardwired with the patient gene. Waiting isn't easy. And yet, When you open the Bible, waiting is a theme that threads all throughout from Genesis to Revelation. In God's story, patience is required. Moses, David, Ruth, Paul, every promise of God usually comes with a bit of a waiting period. And so today for our fifth Sunday Sabbath, I want to share a message that I like to call waiting on the Lord. And I want us to look at a passage in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus really tries to get us to understand one of the priorities that we need in our lives. And it's all about waiting. Let's go to Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, waiting can have several different meanings, and we actually have two different meanings of waiting in this passage. One definition is like that of a waiter in a restaurant. It's literally waiting on people to serve them. And I think that's the kind of waiting that Martha is all about in this passage. She really just wants to serve people. She's running around, making preparations, getting ready for a group of people to come to her house, maybe even house church, dare I say. Uh, She's prepping a meal. And listen, without Martha, no one eats, right? I know Martha gets a bad rap in this passage, but Martha is necessary because without her, nothing really gets done. The house is dirty. There's no food to eat, right? And what I love here is that all of us have a Martha in our life. We all have that one aunt that during holidays or family get-togethers, she's scurrying around the house, she never stops messing with the food in the kitchen, she's always salting and peppering, she's cleaning around, and she wants everybody in the house to know that she's doing it. And often, she gives you that sly comment or that loud sigh, nobody's gonna jump in and help me do this thing, right? But here's the deal, Martha is waiting, but she's waiting in a different type of way waiting on others, putting others' needs before yourself. And honestly, I think we all need a little bit more Martha in our lives. We need to look for opportunities to serve others because that's the way that Jesus lived his life. He didn't come to be served, but to serve others. But there's another kind of waiting that happens here, and this is where Mary comes in. See, I can see Mary as the type of person who's waiting at a red light, And it turns green and she doesn't go anywhere because her head's out the window looking at the clouds, making animal shapes and trying to come up with pictures in the clouds while all the Marthas are behind her honking their horns ready to go, right? But Mary is just chilling. She has no rush, no hurry. 
Now, scholars believe that Mary in Luke chapter 10 is actually Mary Magdalene, the prostitute turned powerhouse for the kingdom. And I think once you understand all that Mary's been forgiven of, once you understand the redemption process that's happened in Mary's life, you start to realize exactly why she's just sitting at the feet of Jesus in worship and in adoration. See, both Mary and Martha loved Jesus, but I think they each had a different understanding of how Jesus loved them. Now, I'm not 100% sure here, but I would guess that Martha, uh, she's an earner, right? She likes to earn her keep. She's a doer, a busybody. And sometimes we can get a little bit like that. We can go a little Martha with God. We try to do a bunch of stuff to prove how much we love God, right? And here's the truth. I've got to admit this. I'm a pastor, a church planner, and sometimes I'll fill my days with this laundry list of to-dos for God. And I'll get to the end of my day and I'm like, God, look at how much stuff that I've done and it was all for you. And the truth is God will answer me back and say, that's great, Curtis, but I really just wanted to spend some time with you. God really just wants us. He doesn't want everything that we can do for him. And it took me a long time to realize this, that I don't serve God for acceptance. I serve God from a place of acceptance. See, I don't do all these things in life to earn his love. I do it because I have his love already. And I wonder if Martha was running around, busy with all the distractions, really just trying to impress Jesus and show him that she could earn his love, whereas Mary just rested at his feet because she knew she already had it. So today on our fifth Sunday Sabbath, I wanna just emphasize how important it is to create that intentional space in your life to simply wait on the Lord. Waiting is both active and passive. It's letting God be God and resting in His promise and His presence. See, to wait is to rest instead of being restless and it's trusting in His goodness. If you're taking notes this, this morning or this evening, whether you're watching it morning or evening, it doesn't really matter. But if you're taking notes, write this down. God is working in your waiting. You can worship in your waiting. You may think that you've got a lot of things to do this weekend, and maybe that's the case, but I can tell you this, you won't get a whole lot done, and it won't be sustainable if you're running on an empty tank. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Another version says those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God works while you wait. And here's the deal. He's often working on you, teaching you how to trust him how to trust in His strength and not on your own strength. And so many times in life, we try to make things happen in our own control and in our own strength. And yes, you cannot sit idly by and just wait for magical blessings and fruit to fall in your lap. I go back to St. Augustine saying, pray like it depends on God, work like it depends on you, right? But so many times we can get to this place of stress and striving, and that is not of the Spirit. When we first started at Bridges Church, I was hearing a lot of ideas from other pastors and on blogs and websites on how to get a bunch of people to your church, right? And I was trying all these different things and nothing was working and I got to a place of high stress. And I can remember calling my dad, who's a pastor in New York. In fact, he just shared a message with our Bridges family a couple weeks ago. 
and I called my dad and I was telling him all these different ideas and all of these things and what was working at other churches that wasn't working at Bridges. And he told me something that I've never forgotten. He said, Curtis, anything that you birth out of your flesh, your flesh has to sustain it. But anything that the Spirit births in you, it's the Spirit's job to sustain it. Whew, that's good right there. Can I say it again? Anything that you birth out of your flesh or out of your own strength and out of your own might, you're going to have to keep that up. But whatever the Lord births in and through you, it's up to the Lord to sustain that. That is some good stuff. Wait upon the Lord and He will renew your strength. So you might be asking, okay, that sounds great, but how do I do that? How do I wait on the Lord? Well, honestly, that's what today's service is all about, Sabbath. It is a day of rest. In the original Hebrew context, the Sabbath was given to mankind to be taken once a week. One day a week was to not stress out, to not strive, to not work, to not depend on your own strength, but to allow God to pour His strength into your soul. Going back to the story of Martha and Mary, Jesus said to Mary that she chose what was better, to sit at his feet in worship. Listen, worship is the choice to trust. Worship is the choice to believe. When we sing songs of worship, when we lift our hands in surrender, when we sing with our, our mouths, and what's happening is that we're putting in physical motion what's happening really in our hearts. Worship is a three-way message. It's a message telling God that he's worthy of our praise. It's a message telling the enemy that he's been defeated. And it's a message to ourselves, reminding our own souls that God is more than enough. So maybe today you feel run down. Maybe you've been in a season of just nonstop, go, 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 and you're just exhausted. Your tank is empty. I want to remind you, of the words that Jesus said to his early followers in Matthew chapter 11. I'm gonna read from the message version because I love how it puts this. Matthew 11, verse 38, or sorry, Matthew 11, verse 28. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. In just a moment, the band is going to lead us in a couple more songs. We're going to have a moment called Selah, which comes from the book of Psalms and it just means to, to reflect and to meditate. I believe God is probably speaking something to you this morning, whether it's through a song or through the message. And that's a moment for you to just rest in His presence. And then Pastor David's going to lead us in a moment of communion after that. God wants you to know you can rest today. Rest in His love. Rest in His goodness. You can relax. Uh, Mark Turnage is an expert in ancient Hebrew studies. He leads trips to Israel every single year. And he said Jesus' teachings can really be summed up with one word. It's a common thread throughout everything he said, and it's this. Relax, relax. God sees you, he knows you, and he loves you. So from wherever you are, just take a deep breath today. It's gonna be all right. 
Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.